0: In Canada, one woman is killed in a violent act every other day. The spike in domestic violence that began during the pandemic is still on the rise. Numbers in Canada have leapt by 27% since 2019, and in Israel, the situation is just as critical, with 16 Israeli women already murdered this year. True to its mission, CHW is stepping up to support emergency services in Canada and Israel at this critical time. Help CHW empower victims of domestic violence by supporting the 27-hour SOS crowdfunding campaign. From August 22nd to 23rd, every dollar will be quadrupled when you donate online at chwsos.ca. From coast to coast, newsrooms to schoolrooms... A new sensation is gripping workers across Canada. In recent months, Canadian workers organized and walked off the job in droves. ports in British Columbia, teachers in Nova Scotia, liquor and lotteries in Manitoba, metro grocery stores in Ontario. They all hit the picket lines this summer, indicating a reversal in the long decline of union power. Because the workers united. CJN reporter Alex Rose walked the picket lines outside TVO, Ontario's public broadcaster, to hear firsthand.
1: I'm Kara Stern. I'm a producer on the agenda with Steve Pakin. I'm also the ve- branch vice president for the union that, uh, that is on strike right now. And uh, what's your name? What do you do here? I, do do? I uh, My name is Vodek Schemberg and I've been at TVO since the late 70s. Um, so, Kara, why are you on strike? We're on strike because we, we've we had 10 years of real wage decreases. We've never gotten anything over 1.5 in the last two year, 10 years, including three years of total wage freezes. Um, so there's a wage element. There's also job security. TVO wants to basically dismantle job security at TVO. They want to make it that Right now, after two years, if you're on contract, you become staff, and they want to get rid of that, and they're offering nothing in exchange. And and besides uh, imagining that using woke uh, language, they'll be able to make TVO look progressive. When it comes to actually dealing with people who work at TVO, they've shown themselves absolutely incapable and competent at understanding our reasons for why we are pissed off. This is- This is one of the things that we've been frustrated with. They're very big on like, we care about diversity, we care about equity. And I'm like, okay, start in your own house why don't you care about equity among your workers? Why don't you, when you would get benefits and you go to the dentist and you know that it's going to be paid for, why are you now fighting us to say that other people don't deserve to be able to go to the dentist either? Like, one thing that I've been fighting through the union is that TVO hired this company called the Canadian Centre for Diversity and Inclusion to give us our diversity training. They came and gave us a presentation where they said, they had a list of like the top 10 atrocities committed by uh, white people against minorities and the Holocaust did not make the list. We were like, hey, what's going on with that? And they're like, well, Jews, you can't be racist against Jews. Jews don't matter in this situation. I've made a big stink about it. I've talked, I I went to, we had an all-staff meeting. I stood up and said, they said, we want to make sure everyone feels included. And I said, as long as you're still using that company, as long as you're still doing that, I do not feel included.
0: This is the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. I'm Zach Kaufman, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Wednesday, August 30th, 2023. Today on our program. In honor of Labor Day, I speak to Rabbi Shalom Schachter, a former labor lawyer who's worked with the Ontario Nurses Association and the Canadian Union of Public Employees. We speak about the long history of Canadian Jews and the labor movement, from their days of leadership, when Jews dominated the Shemata business, to the place of Jews in unions today, what economic and political forces are behind the recent emboldening of workers, and what it may indicate about the future of work. All that, coming up. (music) Beth David Hebrew School is now accepting new students. One of Toronto's most dynamic, egalitarian, conservative congregations is offering personalized Hebrew lessons, hands-on learning, exciting field trips, and small group activities, all with a hot dinner included. This is Jewish exploration that will last your children a lifetime. Classes run weekly on Monday nights from 5 to 7.15 p.m. starting September 18th. To learn more and enroll, visit bethdavid.com or email adina. That's A-D-I-N-A at bethdavid.com. As I mentioned at the beginning, uh, there seems to be uh, a lot of action in the union and labor world. Unions are feeling emboldened and uh, are willing to strike and are in a more confident stance. Does that idea of uh, labor movement renaissance resonate with you, or do you think it's an overly
2: rosy... Well, it's the economic changes uh, that have led to um, heightened um, assertiveness at the bargaining table. Uh, When there is high levels of unemployment, when it's easy for employers to replace striking workers, workers are more cautious uh, about uh, running the risk of uh, losing uh, their employment Uh, So that's one thing. Uh, The significant increase in the cost of living, uh, keeping in mind that for decades already, uh, average wage increases were below uh, the cost of living. Uh, And now with the uh, jump in the cost of living, that uh, uh, effective pay cut uh, in people's uh, disposable income uh, is far greater and therefore more urgency in trying to um, reduce uh, that wage loss uh and um as well the recognition that uh, during uh, covid um there um uh, was a a better appreciation of the importance uh, of um, uh, average uh, workers, uh, people who couldn't work uh, from home, who had to come in day after day, uh, expose themselves and their families to contagious disease uh, in order to uh, deliver important public services, whether uh, it was simply grocery workers so people could have food on the table, uh, or healthcare workers uh, so that, uh, whether in hospital or long-term care, uh, people would get the care they needed. And uh, that hasn't translated um, in the renewal bargaining for employers uh, to... Uh, extend uh, that um, uh, tachlis way uh, to people's uh, working conditions and compensation. And just in terms of the um, uh, port workers, uh, there's threats to their job security through automation. Uh, Similarly uh, with um, the uh, actors uh, and writers strike uh, with um, artificial uh, intelligence. You might think that it would not be a good time for
0: unions Because of the increasing presence of gig work. This is a time when people talk about feeling a lot of social alienation. And I would think that the sort of individuated nature of a lot of workplaces would actually be bad for unions
2: but that doesn't seem to be the case. There are sectors uh, where workers um, have had to continue uh, working side by side, uh, and uh, whether that's the ports or the grocery workers or otherwise, and those um, victories uh, and the uh, courage that these workers uh, are um, uh, manifesting uh, is a signal to the workers that you've been uh, identifying, the gig workers, uh, that they too uh, can benefit uh, from solidarity um You know, this is an issue that doesn't just affect uh, the non-Jewish world. Um, uh, Many um, Jewish families uh, have uh, children who have gone to university, uh, who have uh, received their uh, degrees and even uh, uh, post-graduate degrees and have a very difficult time uh, finding positions uh, in their field. And even where they succeed in finding it, uh, they are only gig workers, Contract workers, For example, universities uh, are really reducing the number of tenure-track positions and hiring only contract uh, workers, uh, which uh, pay much uh, lower. Uh, and therefore, uh, people are uh, staying home with their families longer, delaying marriage longer, um, uh, delaying family formation longer. Uh, this is an issue that should be of interest to the Jewish community as well as to the general community. One
0: moment where people started paying attention, especially in Ontario, to workers' rights was last school year where the Ford government threatened to use the Notwithstanding Clause. Do you think that moment has had a prolonged galvanizing effect?
2: Uh, absolutely. Um, and uh, I want to keep the focus uh, on labor issues in Canada, but I do feel it's appropriate to make an analogy uh, to what's happening across the ocean in our homeland in Israel. You know, governments make decisions uh, all the time. Uh, Sometimes we like them, sometimes we don't. But when they completely want to disrupt and overturn the very basics uh, of society, uh, that becomes uh, an issue more than dollars and cents, but of democracy. Uh, And um, uh, some governments uh, in uh, Canada, and in particular the government in Ontario, uh, felt that um, uh, they could short-circuit the process, uh, and uh, workers... um, between the public sector and the private sector recognized the threat uh, to the future of democracy uh, and got support from the public who also shared in this concern uh, and forced the government to back off. Uh, you are a rabbi and deeply engaged with uh,
0: Judaism. Can you talk a little bit about where uh, workers' rights and Judaism, at least for you, feels uh, like it
2: intersects and how that that interplay. So, this interview is taking place, um, um, you know, bashert, uh, not just before Labor Day, but on the um, uh, eighth day of the month of Elul. Uh, so, last week's Parsha was Shoftim, and this week's Parsha is kite-tse. Uh And in both Parshiot, there is some guidance. So, in Shoftim, it starts off, um, Tzedek Tzedek Tirdof. Uh, you should uh, pursue uh, justice, and that applies uh, to people in authority, not just to judges, but they extend it to officers. So, Zedek um, how would this apply to corporations? Um, they have to pursue justice. Uh, so, I would say a just uh, rate of profit, uh, just return on investment, but just price uh, for their goods, and not to rip off consumers. Uh, and in Kitei uh, at the end, uh, there is some guidance on how to treat workers. Ve'elav hunosey et uh You have to pay a worker on time uh, because his life depends on it. And we have some guidance from the Rambam. Uh, as to what the highest level of tzedakah is. And the highest level of tzedakah is to give people the tools they need to be self-sufficient. And from my perspective, that means that we should uh, press for laws that uh, extend collective bargaining rights uh, to all workers uh, and to have those uh, rights meaningful to allow them to negotiate decent collective agreements. Um, I would hope that at the very least... Uh, that uh, Jewish institutions would be a model for other employers. Uh, but so far, I haven't seen uh, those uh, institutions uh, provide their workers with a living wage uh, and sufficient staffing to make the workload manageable and to ensure that the, those who are dependent on those services are receiving them in a timely and adequate manner.
0: Certainly, the, the Jewish community sees itself as, me uh, in the early 20th century, very tightly associated with uh, fighting for workers' rights. As Jews have gone into more white collar, uh, less unionized industries, that relationship has significantly degraded over time. And also, uh, for modern Jews, there is certainly a perception that Israel is a big stumbling block, where uh, in recent years, uh, unions have uh, passed a number of resolutions that are In solidarity with Palestinian rights, that is seen as uh, Israel critical. And for a lot of Jews, that feels alienating.
2: So thank you for giving me the opportunity to address these questions, because there is a great deal of misapprehension in the Jewish community about them. So first, I wouldn't underestimate uh, the number of Jews who are involved in the labor movement, who are progressives um, uh, in other uh, areas, whether environmental um, uh, uh, areas or others. It's just that they don't um, engage in this involvement, uh, identify themselves as Jews. Um, And um, I think that the Jewish community that's concerned with continuity and where the next generation of leaders for Jewish institutions is going to come from Uh, is um, stabbing themselves uh, in the back uh, by um, uh, not uh, finding ways to um, open up their institutions uh, to these younger uh, Jews and say, uh, there are Jewish values that uh, are consistent with your values uh, and you can pursue them as Jews and not just as members of the community. Uh, It used to be uh, that the Jewish community leadership would maintain relationships with all political parties. Uh, And there was a reason for that, because they didn't want Jewish issues of concern uh, to be partisan. They wanted to be able to have supporters in each political party uh, that would understand those issues and advocate uh, for them. And unfortunately, uh, possibly connected uh, to the ending of Canadian Jewish Congress, uh, and that limited but still... um, Uh, Manifest um, uh, democratic uh, uh, connection to the Jewish community uh, and uh, instead going uh, to um, a more uh, donor-based direction uh, for whatever reason has um, uh, seen fit not to maintain relations uh, with, for example, uh, the New Democratic Party uh, and even to ally themselves uh, in a very close way with the progressive conservatives and leaving even connections to the liberals uh, tenuous. Um, And um, I think that hurts uh, the Jewish community. Uh, As for Israel uh, and the labor movement, Uh, Again, uh, there is a direct relationship, I believe, between the defeat of the labor government in Israel uh, and the uh, ascension of uh, Likud. Uh, Beforehand, uh, the Histadrut, the Israeli uh, labor movement, had sufficient resources uh, to be able to participate in the international labor organization forums uh, and maintained very good supportive uh, alliances with most uh, other unions. Uh, and uh, when the uh, Labour government lost and resources were taken away uh, from the Histadrut, they could no longer participate in these international bodies. And that left a vacuum uh, that the Palestinians were very effective uh, in filling Uh, So part of my uh, work uh, in the Canadian labor movement uh, is to try and challenge uh, unjust um, criticisms uh, of the Israeli government. I mean, every government um, uh, may engage uh, in policies and actions that uh, should be uh, opposed. But that doesn't mean that the country doesn't have uh, the right to exist, uh, and some forms of uh, uh, anti-Zionism uh, can intrude uh, into anti-Semitism. I might indicate uh, that when I first started with the Canadian Union of Public Employees, uh, at the time there were some of their leaders Uh, who were um, uh, quite uh, uh, anti-Israel. And they have every right uh, to express uh, their policies publicly. But we had a staff meeting uh, in which, um, uh, again, we're dealing with collective bargaining issues, representation of worker issues in Ontario. You know, we're not an international body that's uh, dealing with... um, uh, you know human rights issues. Um, uh, you know elsewhere. This was an internal staff meeting, uh, and one of those um, anti-Israel leaders got up and expressed to his diatribe. Um, I went to the microphone. I was a new employee, uh, still on probation, uh, and said, uh, as a worker uh, um, uh, for QP, I'm entitled to a harassment-free workplace. Uh, And I was supported by my colleagues, by the uh, supervisors uh, and leaders um, of uh, my uh, employer. Uh, So um, I think it does take a little bit of courage to stand up when these things happen. But you'll be surprised how much support you get if you do. We have to, as the prophets uh, did, uh, speak truth to power uh, and uh, to... um, Um, uh, You know, if we really want to um, uh, to uh, achieve um, messianic days right here on earth, uh, we have to not be afraid uh, to um, uh, challenge those who speak one way and act another.
0: And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia integrity, community, quality, and customer care. We're a proud member of the CJN Podcast Network. Our executive producer is Michael Freeman. Thanks for listening. Jewish comedy legend Modi and Hasidic rapper Nissim Black are coming to Toronto to perform live at UJA's campaign launch on September 7th. Visit JewishToronto.com to get your tickets today. Don't miss Modi and Nissim Black on September 7th. Go to JewishToronto.com for your ticket today.